0: Welcome into the Lounge presented by DraftKings. This is a not a size-em-up Monday. The Ravens are coming off a tough loss, 41-17 to to the Cincinnati Bengals at home. Not used to seeing many lopsided scores like this. Not in the Ravens' favor, Garrett. It's a kind of a weird feeling this Monday. Yeah, it is. I mean, since Lamar Jackson's been the quarterback, the Ravens
1: have really never been blown out like this. I mean, this is the first time that he'd ever been pulled out of a game because the score was so lopsided in the other direction. You know, we're used to seeing him kind of hang out on the sidelines in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, against the Bengals wearing the Oakley shades. Right, right. And so I think this this was a game that, that surprised myself, I think, a lot of people, um, especially with the way that the Ravens looked the previous week. I mean, this is a clear example
0: of of why coaches say it's a week-to-week league and you always thank you very much this is exactly what i was saying last week garrett (laughs) and you were mocking me for what i was saying yeah you can't get too high you can't get too low right it's just you blow out the chargers and you get blown out by the bengals i was mocking you one week at a time all the whole all the stuff about who's the super bowl contender you know oh they're the favorites they're in first place in the afc who cares? Right. We got eleven weeks left to yeah, play. There's, there's a lot
1: of there's obviously a lot of time left. Long season. So I think any snap judgments is premature. I mean, I think that you can you can draw themes and trends based on how teams look over the course of six weeks, I would say.
0: Sure. But you're just yeah, you're I, doing I think, your best coach exactly, impression. Exactly. You like to do your no, best no, no, coach no. impression. I get it. I get it. Look, no, Look, I'm not I'm not arguing that you can take there are takeaways like you see a trend, right? I think we see a trend. The Ravens running backs are not going to explode, not going to set records this year. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's a trend that I'm seeing. Right. And but like to say, like based off of one game, be like, oh, man, now they're the best team in the AFC. You know, it's like, well, the best team in the AFC can get beaten any any week you know like now now it's it's really funny now it's the opposite right now all the Bengals writers are like the Bengals have arrived they're no longer you know they're for real they're they're Super Bowl contenders I read this morning oh my god The, the as soon as the Bengals start talking like that they're gonna get smacked well well I mean I do think the Bengals are a good team um I mean I think they're a good team I'm just saying it's just like funny being like well the Bengals are now the best team in the AFC because they have the best record in the AFC right now like Oh, okay. Like whatever you can. They're they're one of the best teams, sure, sure. But like they can get beat, just like the Ravens just got smacked. Yeah, there is truth. Any given
1: Sunday, any team can win. All that, all that is true. I still think that the Ravens are are one of the best teams in the AFC. The Bengals are right there too. I think that that, this is a this is an indication, which is what we all knew, is that like this is not going to at any stretch be a cakewalk. And I think a lot of people. Ourselves included, you know, after you beat the Chargers thirty four to six and you're having to size them up Monday, you go through the schedule and you're like, okay, Bengals win, Vikings win, Bears win, Dolphins win. Oh, it's gonna be nine and one before we just blink and it's gonna be nine and one. And I think that a lot That's of it. people you probably fall into that trap and, and you forget, oh, well, okay, the, the Bengals actually are, you know, they're they're a really good team. And they've got a dynamic player who's probably gonna be the rookie of the year. They've got a second year quarterback who's a former number one overall pick who's playing like it and they've got a retooled defense that is making life really hard on teams. So, it's easy to like go back to sort of the mindset you have at the start of the season when you do the schedule game and you just think like, "Oh, two wins for the Bengals, go ahead and chalk those up." Not necessarily. It doesn't work that way. And um Right. I think that this is, you know, I think that <clears throat> this is this is a game that catches your attention as a fan, you know, as you're watching, "Okay, all right, there's there's things that that need to be corrected and fixed." And I know uh I'd know that the Ravens are back to work doing that, and that's going to be the focus of the bye.
0: Yeah, I, I think that this was a game in which the Ravens lost a, a, a golden opportunity to really take a strong hold on the AFC North. Right? If you beat the Bengals, you are two games up. The Browns are really banged up right now. You know, the Steelers are are playing better ball as of late, but like you would have been two games up on the Bengals, and and nobody's looking like a would have been looking like a huge threat. You know what I mean? Now, now it's just a dog fight the rest of the way. And so that's fine. That's where the Ravens are accustomed to being, you know, mm-hmm. most years, 2019 aside, like that's what it usually is. And, um, you know, I, I think that this is a game in which the Ravens issues kind of, we talked about trends, right? Some of these issues that we've seen crop up in multiple games, they all kind of came together at the same time in this game, and, you know? and, <laughs> As the Ravens, like, overcame all of them against the Chargers, they tackled well, the secondary was really good, they got pressure on Justin Herbert, you know, all three running backs scored a touchdown, you know, the, the passing game was clicking, kind of overcame all those things in that game, and now we saw some of these bugaboos that have been bothering the Ravens throughout the season and they've overcome. Well, when they all happen in the same game and you give up big plays to the other team, it's hard to overcome. Yeah, I mean, when I when I was watching this game...
1: Yesterday, the things that that kind of stood out to me—the offense—it never seemed in rhythm at all. Really, the entire game, it, they, like they were moments. I, they, I, I
0: I kind of I I kind of disagree. It's not like the offense didn't move the ball. Like, I mean, they were never like really humming. I mean, right? they never got into like really humming. But there were there were definitely some stretches, and then they would just like stub their toe. I don't know. I, punt, punt, field goal, punt. Yeah, t- then they, they get, got off to a slow then they get start touchdown. again. Then they,
1: then, they get, then they do get the touchdown, and then, and then it was the end of half. The half. They get the touchdown coming out of halftime. And I think everyone felt like, and myself, I certainly felt this way, you get the touchdown coming out of halftime, and you're like, oh, okay, here we go, locker room speech. You take a lead, 17-13 you know, yeah, lead. 17-13 th- right. th- lead. You know, guys got fired up in the locker room, corrected some things. This is not, now you're going to take care of business in the second half. And then the Bengals just answered. You know, Ravens open with a touchdown. Bengals come back four plays later, touchdown. And then Ravens get the ball back, punt. And then and then Bengals get the touchdown. All of a sudden it's a ten point game, and the Ravens could never erase that deficit. The Ravens scored The Bengals scored twenty eight unanswered points. I don't know. I, I never. I just never felt like the offense was was cruising all that much. I mean, yeah, they got the got the touchdown here in the second half, and then then punt, punt, turnover on downs, turnover on downs, punt. Turnover and downs. I don't know. That doesn't seem yeah. like a humming
0: offense to me. Well, I mean, down the stretch, the last the last, whatever, punt, punt, you know, punt downs, all that, that was Tyler Huntley in the game. But sure, I, I agree. Like, it, they got off to another slow start, which has been a problem recently. Like, they're just not getting off to good starts. And then they kind of came out of it a little bit. But th- they, there was a couple turning points in this game. And, and I'll point to the one big one, I think. You know, after the Ravens go up 17 13, like we're talking about, the Bengals answer and just a blown coverage. You know, they bite uh, multiple defenders, bite on a fake screen, leave CJ Uzoma uh, wide open for a 32 yard touchdown. Like that's deflating, right? Bengals go up 2017. Ravens go back down, march it back down into Bengals territory. You're in field goal range, right? You're at the Cincinnati 34. Right. So 51 yard field goal at worst, we're looking at here to tie the game. Lamar Jackson takes a sack for minus seven Mm. in third and eight, which is just the sack when you're in field goal range can't happen on multiple levels. It can't happen from a pass protection level, you know, standpoint. and, And the blocking was not good on that play. And Lamar has to have the presence of mind to get rid of that ball. You can't take that sack, especially he was outside the pocket and took it. Right. You can't take that. Now it's fourth and 15 from the Cincinnati 41. The Ravens are looking at a possible 58 yard field goal. Ugh, that's tough. I, Justin Tucker's the best in the game. That's tough. Now, the Ravens also passed up a 57 yard field goal earlier in the game when the game was tied at three, three to three. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, man, I would have tried a Justin Tucker out there for it. You know, we saw the Bengals kicker kick one from 52 yards in the same direction. I'll take Justin Tucker from five yards further ended up calling for the punt team to come on and Sam cook, put it into the end zone for a touchback. So that's deflating, you know, like there were just some moments like that, where it was just, they were close, you know, really close. Like you're in, you're in range, you're in field goal range, at least get some points. And then you have these deflating moments, you know, and then Lamar took it. Lamar took the timeout when he should have just let the clock run down and get the, the delay game penalty. Mm-hmm. That was another like, oh, my gosh, what are we doing here? You know, and you end up punting again. Right. And then three, three plays later, Jamar Chase busts an 82-yarder, missed tackles, multiple missed tackles on third and two, 82-yard touchdown, and now it's 27-17, and you're like, what the hell is happening? Yeah, the tough, the tough thing about it, it, you know,
1: for fans, you, you talked about the decision-making on, on deciding to punt on those situations rather than attempt a really long field goal and if people are want the reason you you do that in that situation is if Tucker misses and that's a tough kick that's not a, I know we all assume that Justin Tucker is going to just kick it from the moon and he's 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 capable of that <laughs> but I think it's, it's a lot to assume that that's always going to be the case but if you if you I thought they would kick the first yeah, but if you one. I thought that if would you kick miss the that then you basically give the, you give the other team the ball at midfield on a short field and up to that point it had been a low scoring you know game you know, the defense had been playing mm-hmm. well. They, they hadn't rattled off 28 unanswered points yet. Okay, so on the second one, right. you know, at that point, the, the score is 20-17 uh, Bengals, okay? And so they make the decision that's pin them back, try to get a stop by the defense, and they get the ball back in, you know, in a good field position for the offense. The, the The issue is that all of a sudden then it's three plays touchdown. And so you, you, you don't get the chance at the field goal – and then it's a quick strike, the other direction. That it's just like you what you, exactly what you were trying to avoid ends up happening, and you don't get the opportunity at the field goal to get the points on the board. Right, and it just both of those it, it happened in both situations. One's two plays touchdown, the other's three plays touchdown, and that, that right. those were really tough blows, no doubt about it.
0: Well, the and then the other one was the Ravens went for it on fourth and seven from their own thirty-eight. Yeah, uh, with about twelve minutes left, and they were trailing by ten, which tells you what John Harbaugh thought about how the defense was playing at that point. I mm-hmm. think, you know, I mean, uh, he's always he he's John's always aggressive, and I I honestly in the moment didn't bat an eye at it. Um, but it, it's indicative of the defense wasn't stopping them at that point, and you didn't think like to overcome a ten point deficit, you. You got to get some stops, Yep. you know, so went for it. The Ravens failed, then touchdown, you know, then the real daggers were the long runs for touchdowns. Joe Mixon, 21-yard run, and uh, P. Ryan, 46-yard run on the next drive, just really turned what was a, you know, the Ravens are still in the game into a blowout right. in the fourth quarter. So, you know, I, I thought that Lamar wasn't his sharpest, Throwing the ball yesterday, you know, missed some throws outside the hashes. You know, that's what we've talked about. And he's made great strides. And, uh, you know, one game certainly I don't think speaks to doesn't make me worry about Lamar Jackson, you know, certainly. But, you know, he missed some throws early that that you complete those. It's a different ball game and, and you get off to a hotter start. So a lot of that, a lot of the problems for him was were pressure. I mean, he was pressured on more than half of his dropbacks. It really kind of was reminiscent of the Raiders yeah. game when Lamar was just under a constant attack. Um, obviously, you know, the Bengals made some upgrades on the defensive line, got Trey Hendrickson, uh, Ogunjobi. I thought that those guys played really well. And when Patrick McCarry leaves the game, you know, around halftime with a, a bum ankle, now you've got real issues. Tyree Phillips is in there at right tackle, which he's hasn't played since the end of last year. <laughs> Um. So, add it all up, and it's just not an easy day for the offense. Yeah, I, I thought, and then the and then the run game. Yeah, I, the lack of a run game from the running backs. I, I thought the a lot
1: of times you look at these games, and you can kind of it's the old the old adage of the you know game is one of the trenches. I thought the Bengals really controlled kind of the line of scrimmage, and they put Lamar under pressure, and they stuffed the Ravens' run game. I mean the, the Ravens end up with more than 100 yards on the ground but that's kind of uh that's that's misleading because Lamar Jackson's got 88 of those yards and a lot of those are
0: on scrambles. Um right. so the the run well they, the running backs had 11 carries for 19 yards. It's not exactly a or, you know a, a or I'm sorry, a, 11 for 29. Yeah.
1: Not exactly a breakout day. Um so running backs struggle that was a pass-heavy. I think I think the Ravens kind of knew, you know, early on it was a pass-heavy attack. And the Bengals have a they have a good run defense. They're top ten in the league against the run. Um, they're good in the middle of their defense. Great safety, uh, great linebackers. Um, and so I thought that they they wanted to attack the edges and they tried that. Um, but then you got to have time to do that also. And so that's part of the challenge is that Lamar was constantly under that pressure that you're talking about. And then you can't turn. I mean, that's like that's that's the when I think this offense is at its best, this is a, kind of a no duh statement, but like I think that this offense has the ability, as we've talked about previously, okay, the run game or the passing game's not working, well, you still have that ability to pound the ball on the ground and pick up six, seven yards of carry and beat teams that way. Well, they couldn't do that yesterday, and that's
0: that puts you in a tough spot um well, when the Bengals talked about after the game, you know the game plan was shut down the run, which it always yep. is for the Ravens. And, and the run really is Lamar Jackson right now. Yep. Right. Which you know, Lamar didn't have a bad day hey, on the ground. 88 Twelve yards. for eighty eight. Yeah. Yeah. And and he had his longest run was wiped out by a holding penalty that it, i I think Lamar Jackson still makes that run without that penalty, mm-hmm. quite frankly. But it was a hold on Villanueva. It, it legit I think it was a legitimate call. Um but anyway, like the the issue is if they take away if they're able to take away the run game, like that's been the strategy ever since Lamar Jackson's been the quarterback, right? But like, sure, teams maybe could like slow it down a little bit, but the Ravens could still run the ball, right? And now it's like, if teams are able to to eliminate the running game outside of Lamar Jackson's scrambles and put it all on the passing attack, well, Lamar's made enough strides, I think, to beat teams, but he's to do it every single, to do it every week, to do it consistently when it's like all on the passing game, I think it, it's, it's not going to happen every single yeah, week. And also as part of that, I think that it's, it's even tougher
1: when you got a team like the Bengals who have, you know, they got a good safety and Jesse Bates where it's tough on the tight end, Mark Andrews, who, you know, he got, mm-hmm. he got going a little bit early, but he was contained in this game, uh, did not have a huge day. And so Mark was such a huge part of the passing game. So if, you know he might be the biggest part of the passing game, um, and if he's not having a big day, it's it's tough. If the run game's not working, Mark's not having a huge day, I think it's going to be tough
0: sledding. And, and Lamar had constant pressure the entire game. So, all right, well let's talk about the defense. I think I think you know the the offense. I don't think takes the majority of the fall for this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the Ravens defense struggled. They've given up the most passing yards through seven games in franchise history. Mm-hmm so far. Uh, and, and and just a words to the wise for listeners. We are going to come back with a second podcast this week to talk about some of the bigger issues. Right. We're, we're trying. We're trying to keep this specific to the, the Ravens Bengals game. Because we're gonna we're going to back do the, to the big bi- picture, kind of the evaluation. big
1: the big picture.
0: Take a step back.
1: It's the bye week. We're gonna do the big pictures, not just issues. Because there's a lot of positives still. That's the other thing here, guys. Still yes. five and two. Still five and two. All right. We just gotta remind ourselves. We're all feeling low, down in the dumps right now
0: on a Monday morning. Still five and two. Um, yes. But go ahead. I cut you off. Yeah. So anyway, so we're gonna to try to keep this to. Uh, this game, but we, we obviously need to talk about the the defense, you know, Marlon Humphrey versus Jamar chase. We had a clear winner in that one yesterday, the Bengals rookie, uh, number five overall pick, uh, put up 201 receiving yards. A lot of it obviously came on that 82 yarder, but that wasn't the only one. And, uh, you know, it's surprising. To say the least. I mean, here's Marlon Humphrey, one of the best cornerbacks in the game, one of the Ravens' highest paid players. He is the highest paid defensive player. And rookie playing the seventh game put him
1: on skates. Yeah. Um and, and Marlon, you know, talked after the game and basically said we kinda knew going into this that the matchup between him and Jamar Chase was gonna be critical. And he, you know, said it he he took ownership of that, said I lost that matchup. Um I put a lot on myself. So You know, he tweeted after the game about it, too, about how he has to get back in the lab after that game. I think that he is certainly aware. And and I have – I guess I'm not worried. (laughs) I'm not worried about uh, Marlon Humphrey long-term or anything like that. I feel like he's going to be able to bounce back, and I still think that he's one of the best players. But yesterday, Jamar Chase got the better of him. And um,
0: part of it was on that 81-yarder, no doubt. Well, it wasn't just that one. It was the long touchdown to Uzoma's first touchdown. Yeah. He shook yeah. Marlon. Yeah, true. True. It was just a rough day. Yeah, he just had a rough day. He just had a rough day. Yeah. Um I think that's
1: there's kind of no bones about it. He had a rough day. He he took ownership of it. Um but he's got to play better and I think he will. I, I I guess I don't know. I I for for someone like Marlon, I just kind of look at that and say, man, you just That's like a burn the tape. I don't know. You, it, for him, he plays at such a high level that I'm not like concerned that this is an indication of anything larger or anything like that i just feel like had a bad day got beat and i think he'll be able to bounce back from it and jamar chase is pretty yeah good. Well, of course yeah i mean the guy's that's gonna another be, takeaway the, that guy's that guy's that guy's pretty good. Yeah, he's probably going to be the rookie of the year i mean he's got the most yards through seven games ever for a receiver and since 1970 yeah. you know so pretty now part of that is because he put up 200 yesterday uh against the ravens but the guy has been dynamic through the first half of his career. And um, First half of his rookie season, you mean? Yeah, sorry. First, first half of his rookie season. I wish this was the first half of his career. I, know. I mean, the Bengals. wish we were on the back nine. Here. You know, it's, it's <clears just <clears <throat> as a side note, like for a decade, A.J. Green tormented
0: the Ravens. Oh, I called this. I tweeted this like Friday or Saturday night. I was like, you know what? Number one priority is don't let Jamar Chase become A.J. Green, the Ravens So killer. you set the tone.
1: You set the tone. I blame you. I jinxed I this. blame you. You jinxed it. Jinxed you this. jinxed us with the bad tone on Friday or Saturday. I blame you. All right, we're going to take, <laughs> take we're, we're going to take a quick break when we come back we'll give you a, our final thoughts on the game against the Bengals.
0: Sunday is right around the corner. Draft your lineups now to feel the sweat with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the Baltimore Ravens. Life is more fun when you have skin in the game. Download the DraftKings app to check out all the action and daily contests. New users enter code FLOCK when signing up to get a special offer. That's code FLOG and get a special sign-up bonus. Eligibility restrictions applies. See DraftKings.com for details. Alright. I do want to talk about what's wrong with the secondary as a whole. Like I said, more passing yards allowed in the first seven games than any team in Raven's franchise history, but that's a little big picture. It's a little big mm-hmm. picture. But I'm just saying we're gonna to get to we're gonna to get to that because I'm confused by <laughs> why that is happening. Yeah. Um, especially you know, Anthony Averett started off strong, like had a fairly pretty strong game. Yeah, I was like, I was fired up after that, you know,
1: that opening series where they're going after Averett and he's breaking up passes, and I'm like, okay, this
0: guy, yep. they're gonna test Averett, and he's ready for the challenge. Yeah, I thought like at the beginning of the game, everybody was like defense stepping yeah. up, come on, o, come on, oh, come on, oh, let's get it together here, and then it f- kind of flipped. Yeah. you know, the run defense at the end of the game. I mean, that's what turned it into a blowout for the most part. Good, but you can't have a letdown like that at the end of the game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so that, that obviously not good. But anyway, let's turn it into a little bit of some positives coming out of this game. This has been a doom and gloom podcast. What did you see that you liked coming out? of this Okay. Game? All right. All right. So, so we're doing the glass half full here to
1: end the day on a little bit of optimism. All right. I like this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like to, rec- well, I do like what I saw from the receivers. Rashad Bateman in particular in his second game, he played 46 snaps. So, Like that's a good sign that he played 45 in his first game, comes back and plays 46. So it's not like his workload took a step back. or That, to me, is an indication that he feels fully healthy. He responded well to the opening game. That's a great sign. Then he had three catches for 80 yards. He caught the ball well, got upfield once he got the ball in his hands. I'm just really encouraged by what we're seeing from Rashad Babin, and I think that his continued development is just going to open up a lot of things for the offense. And then the other thing for sure is – is there anything better than that Hollywood Brown catch in the back of the end zone?
0: Well, I, I would say the Denver one. That's the only one that's better. <sighs> I don't know. This one I was. I, I, I'm giving it. I'm giving it to Denver. I'm sorry. This one was pretty nice, but I'm giving it to Denver. His ability to. <laughs> I mean, I think
1: I might have said it to you in the press box when the ball was in the air. I was like, it's too far. Too far. And I'm not gonna make that mistake. Well, you said the same thing about I know, Denver. I'm not gonna make that mistake anymore. I did the same thing against Denver and then his ability to track it down. What to me made this one just maybe maybe give it an edge, maybe give it the edge, was that he had to like accelerate but also get both feet in bounds in the back of the end zone, like incredible awareness of where you are in the field to make that catch and get both
0: feet in bounds. Yep. Denver was yeah, great, but and, he and, just could and, he could just honestly, lay
1: out like, for Denver. You didn't have to worry about staying the right. bounce.
0: It's true. Easy catch, it's easy true. Catch. We have full Superman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this one too was like it was like a fingertip. Yeah, graph. I know. I mean, I don't know how he held on to that ball. I mean, it was like Willie Mays over the shoulder fingertips. Like, wow. I know it was. That was one hell of a play. The guys made. He's had some highlights this year, no doubt about that. Um, so yeah, I mean, Hollywood continues to play really well. I mean, he's among the leaders. Is Bart Scott a subscriber <laughs> for this podcast? Hey, Bart. Hey, Bart. Holly <laughs> Holly Hollywood, I mean, he's seventh in the league in receiving yards right now with 566. Seventh in the league. <clears throat> you think Justin Jefferson's any good? Terry McLaren Hollywood's got more yards. Is Travis Kelsey any good? You mm-hmm. know? I mean, so and then you look at touchdowns. Six touchdowns. Yep. That's tied for the third most or fourth most in the league. Yep. So I mean, Marquise Brown is off to an incredible start to this year. I called it all the way. Knew he was going to have a big year. Pat myself on the (laughs) back. Um, You know, and and this team's going to get Sammy Watkins back. I'm excited for that. You know, to see the the trio finally get on the field together will be really exciting. You know, as soon as Bateman's ready to go, Sammy left. So that'll that'll be a, a fun thing to watch. I think there's a lot of exciting things ahead for this offense. Let's... All right, sorry, starting to get a little big picture. Starting to get a little big picture. <laughs> Got to rain it in, but rain it in, rain it in, it in. Let's. I'll, I'll say one thing. Let's just. This offense is, is still has the possibility to be very explosive at times, and and like there were just some missed opportunities. Like we talked about that in mm-hmm. this game, there were just some missed opportunities. We talked about the the drive, you know, with the take yeah. and the sack, yeah. and that really changed things. There was also like the wheel route to Hollywood early in the game that that lamar had and he, and he just threw it a little too far out of bounds like the ravens it's not like i don't think that the ravens like across the board played really poorly in this game you know what i mean like there was some bad like even on, even on defense like i mean this now this is the special you know well we played really good defense if you take away the four uh 70 yard yeah, touchdowns right. you know <laughs> unfortunately yeah, you it doesn't really work away. like that right but but it wasn't like it wasn't like i didn't feel like the Bengals were just every drive just like marching down the field i always felt worse about the colts the colts game like they just like marched every drive you know and and this one was like the blown coverage on the touchdown to uzoma mm-hmm. you know marlon humphrey got beat on the long one to uzoma i'll I, 10 times out of 10 i'm going to take marlon humphrey to win that matchup but he lost it mm-hmm. that time uzoma got away with a little push off on that by the way mm-hmm. uh you know jamar chase takes a, a slant 82 yards for a touchdown. Now, the tackling issues have been well-documented, and the Ravens got to f- do better than that, you know? But, like, that's not going to happen most games, you know what I mean? Yeah, I
1: think I agree with I agree with your point that I think that this was a, a game of missed opportunities. I, I really, I think that's a good way of looking at it. And, like, when you look at it in situations, like just when you got into critical situations, then all of a sudden things would start to kind of go haywire. Like we, we talked a little bit earlier about this. You get into field goal range, and then all of a sudden it's the sack or the holding call. Or, you know, a holding wipes away the big run by Lamar. Um, right. You have a missed a tackle on a slant. big
0: holding calls, one on Duvernay that knocked him out of field goal mm-hmm. range, and then the one on you know, Villanueva that erased the comeback opportunity. Right. And so you just have, like, it's a, it's a, a, what, a bad play. You know, four bad
1: plays can change the game. So you miss the tackle on chase on a on a slant route that should have gone for ten and it goes for eighty. You have a blown coverage or everyone jumps a screen and then the tight ends running wide open down the middle of the field, that goes for a touchdown. That's just like those those situational misses end up basically costing you a game but then like i i like early in the game i was like all right the defense is is basically building off what they did last week they're they're continuing to play like they did and breaking up passes and it was it was it was rocking early so i think that's a good way of looking at it i'm not going back to what you said at the beginning it, it was a missed opportunity to have a nice cushion in the division but i also like i do think that there is when you when you step away from it and you look at where the Ravens are, I know this is the big picture, but I'm still very confident with where the Ravens are right now. 5 and 2 yes. at the buy, ton of injuries this year, ton of injuries that they've overcome. Um,
0: and I'm not too, I'm not going to make too much out of this game. I'm just not. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. That's my point at the start. We don't, You don't make too much out of one game in the positive. You don't make it too much out of one game in the negative. One game doesn't tell you a lot. The string of games, trends, that can tell you something. One game, not so bad. That's my whole thing, too, man. Everybody, you know, the playoff loss in Buffalo, everybody wants to make, you know, su- g- sweeping statements about the Ravens offense when they're held to three points in Buffalo in a game that Lamar Jackson was basically knocked out immediately after halftime. And and a howling wind in Buffalo, like, and we want to say the offense all of a sudden sucks. Right. Well, one game, you can't, you got to stop making two sweeping statements about one game, whether it be in the playoffs, regular season, big wins, big losses. One game doesn't say a ton. Mm. All right. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, all right. Let's 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 read this email from Kai Degner to to feel a little bit better at the end of this. All right, our buddy Kai, he, he's, a, he's becoming a regular emailer. I think the one that he sent last time was his first. Yeah. Now, regular. He's got a taste, got of, the, that he's got a taste of the email life. Exactly. So Kai says, I'm trying to make myself feel better after this blowout loss at Bengals, so I did some math. This is good because you can't do any math. Correct. So we need Kai to do the math. Correct. Thank you, Kai. <laughs> the average number of regular season losses for a Super Bowl winner is 3.23, Ooh. ranging from zero to seven. The Ravens had four losses in 2006. In 2012, the Ravens right now only have two. I mean, right now you got to get it. So, so I think so. Basically, Kai's point. We could go 15 and if two. The Ravens
1: 15 and two. Well, I think his point here is if the Ravens want to win a Super Bowl, they got to get a couple more losses under their belt.
0: <laughs> yeah. taking, they took care of business uh, on that yesterday. Well, well, there you go, Kai. Exactly. I like the spin zone. <laughs> so he says, uh, "P.S. I did not look for stats on how many players each Super Bowl winner had on IR." Because I'm trying to help us all feel better, not worse. Right. Well, thanks for the email, Kai. As always, you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. And like we said, we'll be back with you next or later this week with the big picture. Thanks for listening.